0: Does your life today look more like a journey through the dry and dark wilderness? Have you become tired and weary as a result? The wilderness in the Middle East is an uninhabited and uncultivated land with no water or food for hundreds of miles. Sometimes our Christian walk looks more like a dry desert or wilderness when we encounter times of severe testing and temptation. Similar to the term lost in the wilderness, which means bewildered or helpless, may help to describe how one may feel during these seasons. Perhaps there are lessons here God wants to teach us where there is no one else we can turn to but to Him. God led Israel through the wilderness after their exodus from Egypt and through the Red Sea. The wilderness did not have any rivers within the region of 1,500 miles. It was impossible for Moses and Aaron to meet the physical needs of over 2.5 million people in this wasteland, but not with God, for nothing is too difficult for him. Moses reminded the people of what the Lord had done for them by setting them free from slavery in Egypt when he stated in Deuteronomy chapter 8, verses 2 and 3, Remember how the Lord your God led you all the way in the wilderness these 40 years to humble and test you in order to know what was in your heart, whether you would keep his commands. He humbled you, causing you to hunger, and then feeding you with manna which neither you nor your ancestors had known, to teach you that man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. He laid out for them the reasons God had led them through the wilderness all those years. This was a time of testing for the entire nation of Israel. God caused them to suffer need so they would learn to depend on Him for all their physical and spiritual needs. During their journey in the wilderness, Israel came across temptation and testing of every kind. However, instead of turning to the Lord, they complained against God and gave in to the cravings of their evil hearts. Our sinful hearts are in direct conflict with what the Lord desires for us. Sin deceives, causing us to crave and pursue those things contrary to God's will. Therefore, we are not to live according to the sinful passions of our flesh. For those who live, to gratify the passions of their flesh, will die spiritually. But if they live according to the desires of the Spirit, they will have a life that is abundant life, a life in Christ which will satisfy the deepest longings of our hearts and will have true peace. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10, the Apostle Paul gave us a picture of some of the struggles Israel confronted during their journey. He begins the chapter with detailing the blessings God had given His people when they left the land of slavery. They saw the miraculous power of God displayed through the ten plagues that God brought upon the Egyptians for their refusal to let Israel go free. Egypt is a picture of bondage to sin and life apart from Christ. We, too, received many blessings as outlined for us in Ephesians chapter 1 and 2 when we came to know Christ as our Lord and Savior. Through His death and resurrection, He destroyed the power of sin and death over us. I encourage you to take time to read that portion of Scripture. Israel experienced the miracle of walking through dry land as God led them through the Red Sea. God in his faithfulness provided for them food and water each day amid the very dry and hot wilderness. This speaks of the many provisions God gives us during our hardships in our Christian journey. God was to them their shade by day and light at night. He has promised us as well that he would never leave us nor forsake us. Even though he met their every need, yet God was not pleased with most of them, for they had tempted him and rebelled against him time after time. Israel wanted to return to Egypt, back to slavery. They complained against God, lusted after evil things, continued in idol worship, gave in to sexual immorality, and tempted the Lord, challenging his authority as God. The people of Israel were very proud, stubborn, and rebellious. So God disciplined and judged many of them throughout the 40 years until that first generation who left Egypt died in the wilderness, except Joshua and Caleb. The second generation entered the promised land. Many died in the wilderness because of their unbelief and unwillingness to trust the Lord, never receiving all that God had promised them. They chose rather to give in to the evil cravings of their heart and reject God's truth instead of trusting in Him. It would have been easier for them if they had only surrendered to the Lord instead of resisting and rebelling against Him. Let's not be too quick to judge them, for this applies to us today as well. The Apostle Paul states in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 11 and 12, these things happened to them as examples to us and were written for our warning. So if we think we're standing firm, we must take caution and be careful that we don't fall. When going through difficult times, we can easily fall prey to the same deception as Israel did. Paul continues in verse 13, stating the promise of the Lord, which he gave us. No temptation has come upon you except what is common to humanity. But God is faithful. He will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way out so that you may be able to bear it. We can face temptations to either give up or return to our old way of life. Do you feel tempted to give up on your walk with the Lord? Are you feeling the strong urges in your flesh to return to Egypt? your past life of sin are you being led astray to serve and worship the idols of money career power prestige fame convenience etc in james chapter 1 verses 12 through 16 the new living translation states god blesses those who patiently endure testing and temptation Afterwards, they will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. And remember, when you're being tempted, do not say, God is tempting me. God is never tempted to do wrong and never tempts anyone else. Temptation comes from our own desires, which entice us and drag us away. These desires give birth to sinful actions, and when sin is allowed to grow, it gives birth to death. So don't be misled. Being tempted is not sin. It becomes sin when we give in to the temptation. God's purpose in allowing temptation is to test us that through the testing, our faith can be revealed as a genuine faith. Keep in mind that God has given us His Holy Spirit who gives us the power and strength to overcome. There is a promise of God's blessing to all those who endure suffering and overcome. It's the crown of life promised to all those who run this race with endurance. So don't give up and don't give in. Perhaps God is using your wilderness experience to help you look only to Him. By nature, we are all self-dependent and self-sufficient. We believe we need no outside help in satisfying our needs. God works in our circumstances to show us differently and to remove our self-dependency. He does so because He knows it draws us away from Him. We move away from God when all is going well and all is going according to plan, that is, our plan. Like Israel, God will remove all outside help, even removing our friends and loved ones, so we could learn to trust and depend on Him alone. We need to see ourselves as God sees us, and then allow Him to do the work He wants to do in and through us. We need to humble ourselves before God, acknowledging our own inadequacies and our desperate need for Him. The world's false philosophy tells us we can make it on our own, but we can't, for we need Him. We cannot live apart from God, for He is our life and our breath. Therefore, commit everything you do to the Lord. Trust Him with every area in your life, and He promises to guide, help, and sustain you. The Lord has great things in store for you. Just let him have his way for his way is perfect. Look to him and you will never be disappointed.